Today on the Back Pocket Podcast, we have the content machine. Let's welcome Michael and Tyler. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Doing really good. Yeah, thanks for having us. Cool. And just for the listeners, um, it's a darn shame if you're not watching on YouTube, but for the listeners here, uh, who is Tyler and who is Michael? I'm Tyler. Tyler Perry. Easy to remember that name. Looks like Medea. Just not as uh, tan or as rich. (laughs) And then this is Michael. I am Michael. Uh, Yeah, I don't have... A cool intro, Tyler. <laughs> Michael Mazzatelli. Nice. Wait, whoa, that sounds like a backyard baseball last name, dude. You sound like a big <laughs> backyard baseball character. Michael Mazzatelli. Yeah. If you pick me, I like throw a sauce at the pitcher, you know, <laughs> screw him up a little bit. You got like a couple extra like home runs in there, have some special abilities. 100%. It's like pick Mazzatelli over Pablo. That's <laughs> usually who you pick first in backyard baseball, but yeah. Yeah, you got Mazzatelli, you got Tony Dalvicchio, you got Keisha Phillips, but you're right in there, man. You're in the mix. <laughs> oh, right on. And Tyler, I have to say, dude, uh, you look like Mayor Jacob Frey. Thank you. I think that's a thank you uh, response. I don't know. He, he's the Minneapolis mayor still, right? Still, yeah, yeah. He, I, we, he, we've, uh, we've actually never met the guy, but. Um, I know he's, he gets so much shit nowadays. Um, I don't know if a lot of people like him, but I'm just saying you kind of look like him. Like you can, yeah, I've, been booed. I've been <laughs> booed about as much as he has too. Like yeah. just publicly people just will boo at us when we screen some of our short films, they'll, they'll kind of yell at us. Kind of like how they did at him. So are you serious? Well, it's happened a, like what? <laughs> a couple times people have yelled some stuff like yeah, this. People yell. You know, there's a uh, local festival that goes on every month called Scream It Off Screen. And after like three minutes, this light comes on and everyone screams like whatever they want. And uh, if you don't like it, you scream gong and they gong it. They just gong it in the middle of it and move on to the next thing if they don't like it. And then people yell, let it play. But we got like we, we've been people have yelled stuff at, at our stuff before. They, they didn't like it. But, you know. Right whatever on. so you're telling me you're getting hella vulnerable up there you know putting your content out for the masses and exactly they're throwing, they're throwing tomatoes at you yeah exactly i advise people not to do that don't ever let anyone know who you are or you. what you really think always, never show the real you always hide yourself. always mask always disguise who you are 100 percent. 100 percent. wise oh, advice awesome. dude i love that um <laughs> i would say yeah. the same never show your true colors uh <laughs> hopefully that, uh yeah, hopefully there's a lot of kids listening to this podcast. <laughs> They're gonna learn a lot of good things today. We're laying we're laying the foundation. Uh, yeah, yes. foundation they'll have for the rest of their lives. Hundred percent. Right. Don't wear anything on your sleeves. Wear long sleeves, actually, if anything. Yeah, maybe like the sweatshirts that actually kind of have like the gloves built in, just like really cover up. Just do not show yourself your true colors. Always hide your emotion. Yeah, like those kids who would wear those, like those are the kids who don't want to bully too hard, <laughs> like in junior high. You know what I mean? So you like, don't know what they're capable of. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to find out what either. they're gonna do. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. It's a tough world out there, kids. Just to let you yeah. know, and let four 100%. white and let four white podcasters tell you that first and foremost. Yeah, a hundred percent. We know the true horrors of the world. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, right on, dude. Well, uh, 
I got to be honest, man. I uh, we found you guys through uh, Lisa Evanson uh, when you guys yep. had her as a feature um, actress on your guys' short clips. Um, we then dove in even more, and we were just like completely wowed. Um, for the people who are listening, the interns out there, um, Content Machine uh, just does a bunch of short clips. Um, from what I know, you guys are based in the Twin Cities, and uh, you guys are popping off on TikTok. It's fun to watch, man. Yeah, yeah, we do, what, 99% sketches? Yeah. We've done a couple of, like, longer short films, but, that, yeah, we're definitely not <laughs> known for those. Yeah, for the most part, we kind of we keep it around 60 seconds just because that's what people seem to like on TikTok. And, yeah, most people, after they watch our stuff, kind of like what you said, they're, they're either like it or hate it or <laughs> don't know what to say half the time. So that's a pretty typical reaction, I'd say. Yeah, I uh, – oh, go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, you're looking for that that quick emotion. You're you're pulling strings. Uh, you got the quick cuts, um, and the the uh, the effects to go along with it. Um, I'm not sure if you want to take it down this route yet, Deck, but I was going to jump into the creation story and get a little background to the content machine. Um, I would love to hear how you two got connected. I mean, from from what again, what Declan mentioned, we're we're uh, later into the game. We're recent fans. Um, so if you get a little background and also to the back pocket. Uh, interns, um, a little bit of context of your creation story. Yeah, the as the legend goes, we met in the sandbox at Tanglin Elementary School in fourth grade. Yep. Um, it's also true, but that is the legend. Um, and then we've been making videos since then. And our parents didn't let us hang out very much. It was sort of a Romeo and Juliet type of love story. Um, but eventually, uh, we found our way back to each other. And then like, what high school, we really started to like, we probably made like two hours worth of like sketches in high school, maybe a little less, an hour and a half. Um, Talk which, about big. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Five hours. Yeah. But uh, we're, I'm proud of that, of like being able to do that in high school. And, it, you know, it's not good necessarily, but we put out like the volume. And then, um, you know, it was time to pick a major in college. And we both picked <laughs> the same major and then kept doing it. And then we have been doing it ever since but more recently in the last like two or three years have actually like okay like let's try to do this right on. yeah so as kids you guys were you were wearing your emotions on your sleeve i'm assuming and your parents were like no 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 no, no. this is yep. not how this works and they cut our, you off yeah our parents were the first ones to ingrain in us to always hide your true colors from other people <laughs> um so shout out mom, shout out dad, wherever you are. Um, yeah, if you never put yourself out there, you never get hurt. You know, if you never exactly. get married, you can't get like divorced. Exactly. You know? So it's one exactly. of those things. Kids, stay single, stay scared of people. Uh, and once again, hide your emotions. Yeah, to fill in the holes. So uh, the first thing we ever made, we were probably about like 10 years old. Tyler's mom had a video camera. We made a, a short film called The Alien Movie, uh, which it was so bad, but we loved it. Uh, and then kind of throughout high school, yeah, we started to make uh, just like videos and we there's like in high school, there's four levels of video production. So we went through all four levels, I think together. Uh, and then uh, senior year, we actually made a fifth level. We had to like talk to the principal. Uh, so we had been doing we've been doing sketches for like what over 10 years now, which is crazy. Uh, and then through college, I went to St. Cloud, Tyler went to St. John. So we were really close. We kept making sketches. And then after school, after college, we're like, wow, this is boring life. Uh, so let's, you know, keep on making these videos. And yeah, like Tyler said, the probably last four years, we've really have been like, okay, let's, let's, uh, let's do this. And uh, yeah, it's 
all that we've been putting stuff on YouTube forever. And then uh, we started to put stuff on TikTok and it started to kind of explode. So it's and, been good. And going off the college thing, like in Stearns County, like the fun thing to do is drunk drive. And like once we graduated, it wasn't fun anymore. So we got bored. So we had to start making skits. You can't really do that, yeah. you know, in the cities. That's kids. a Stearns County thing. Yeah, kids, so. you can only drunk drive up to about 22 years old. And then you got to grow up. Yeah, it's not fun anymore. That's not fun anymore. Wow. Yeah. Some things, yeah. Some things definitely fade quicker than others. Uh, drunk driving would be one of them for sure. <laughs> yeah. hundred uh, percent. I, so that's crazy. You got, I didn't realize that you guys have been producing like this type of sketch comedy forever. Like what was the inspiration behind even loving or finding the love for sketch comedy? Uh, the yours. Yeah. hundred percent. That's a great question. Uh, I think growing up, we just were kind of goofy kids, uh, kind of like we played sports but a little bit nerdy uh so a killer combination but i think just like we were you know we watched like slapstick comedies the naked gun we just loved it uh, i think we just wanted to create the thing that we were laughing at when we were kids and just i think we've always liked to entertain people and make people laugh yeah the naked gun that movie i think i watched it for the first time at your in your mom's basement we were like 11 and it like it has i'm not like i haven't recovered from it yet i'm still like i'm still like pg-13 you're young we're young <laughs> yeah. to watch that luckily like you know mom was upstairs we were downstairs so. i think it's r even yeah that's what happens when your parents get divorced you can kind of start sneaking around <laughs> watching like r-rated movies mom i'm at dad's house past. dad i'm at mom's house <laughs> nobody knows where you are you can do whatever you want so yeah if you're going through a divorce, once again, kids, you're going through a divorce. It's all good. Two Christmases. Nobody's going to know where you are. You're going to, you're going to be free. That's incredible. Yeah. Nothing um, but motivational advice here. Yeah, no, that's, that's so cool. Um, it, it's when I was watching your guys' stuff, I was like, this is kind of like a revamped, like shorter ver like at, in terms of what you guys are doing right now. Like I, it looked like a, to me, it seems like a more of a, a shorter, quicker version of like a Key and Peel, where it's like they have these like twists at some point, probably not right away in uh, in your sketch, but like there's a random twist uh, towards the end uh, that just dot makes you die laughing. Like I literally went through your entire TikTok discography at least, um, and <laughs> the ones I just laughed at so hard were the. Uh, um how the side character always gets introduced in movies and you guys did them like you did like three or four times and each time it just got way raunchier to the point where you guys could even hold it together um i i just have to commend you on uh that kind of humor and like the thoughtfulness that you guys put in like for the for the people listening like they need to know like you guys are incredibly creative um, on how you guys like twist your shows. Um, so just wanted to say thank good, good job on that. Yeah, with the Key and Peel thing, like one of the things that I learned from that show with like sketch comedy is it's basically a three act structure, premise, heighten the premise twist. Yeah. So they basically set up what it, what it, the joke is, like the one, have you seen the one with the hats where they have like the fresher and fresher hats with more tags? Yes. Yeah, someone with the box on on the hat. Yeah, yeah, and then it's like the woman, like the sweatshop. So they like heighten it all the way, and then they always like will twist it at the end. And it was like, oh, they they always do that um, with with every skit, and like that's something we've like tried to do. Like we're not always. It's it's sometimes hard to find like that perfect ironic twist, but we try to like set up, heighten the premise all the way, and then twist. 
Yeah. It's, it's more complicated than that, but yeah, I but mean, not that much more complicated. I mean, I'd say Keen Peel for sure is an influence on, you know, we've been doing it for a while. So we kind of have our system down. We have our style down, how we like to do it. And I'm sure everybody's different exactly how they do their sketch comedy. Uh, but I would say for sure, like a super dark twist is like a pretty big staple of our of our comedy. Uh, yeah, at least a few years ago, especially. A few, yeah, TikTok actually, I think really helped us because they're like pretty, uh, they censor a lot on TikTok. Chinese, so you guys know. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and uh, so it forced us to, you know, we used to end all our skits with like somebody dying, basically. <laughs> like somebody would just get shot and die every yeah. skit. And uh, TikTok forced us not to do that. We couldn't have any guns or no knives. guns. And that like, yeah, that was like a crutch for us. We, we were like, like okay, we have to like to do here. Like, we can't shoot anybody at the end of this thing. Like, just as a quick out. So and, that, and keep it short. And, and it, it was short. like, I think it helped us. Like, it folk. I don't know. It like forced us to do stuff that's like not. Yeah, pulling out a gun. It was like the golden ages of like uh, Hollywood when they had like the censorship board. It was like they forced them to be more more creative. creative literally, yeah. yeah so that's... TikTok forced us to be more creative. And how do we like torment people basically? Exactly. Cause you can like, if you have an idea and you just say it straight up, like I have this idea and like, you know, I want to kill you. Yeah. Like they might censor it, you know, they won't censor that, but something like that. But if you can do it like symbolically and beat around it, it gets around the censorship and it's usually a stronger choice. It's usually funnier because the audience has to do a little work. So it's like, Oh, it's like helping us actually, if they didn't censor it, like those things, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the filling in the gaps always better. Like, here's a great story. Tyler uh, ran ads one time to f- like follow him on Twitter. He was like posting ads o- all over the city and he had- Radio ads, KWB. Yeah, those, but you wanted to post these ads in the bathroom and they wouldn't let you do it. But what were like- what, what, what were Oh like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He had like a threat on the bathroom. They it, wouldn't let him do it, but like- It was like, it was basically like follow or like I'll kill you. <laughs> and the, the ad people said like, you can't say that. And then it was, so I just like did the opposite and it was, I can't remember. It was like, follow me and I won't kill you. It was was something like that, like that simple. And it got passed. I was like, okay, like whatever. Yeah. I forgot. forgot Yeah. We had some on KDWB that was great too. There was one like Obama. Oh yeah. There's like, there's like a, at Fiverr.com they have like an Obama impersonator. And I think this was yeah obama was still president so it was uh it was like you know it was like 10 bucks and you could get this guy to read like 50 words in like his obama voice and i was like okay so it was like this 30 second radio ad and it was like sir sir what's the situation in like the middle east and he's like no i want the serious i want like the real questions it's like sir sir what do you think about at tyler john perry's twitter like i think it's a great account blah 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 and it's like you know it's from obama and uh like, I don't know. It was kind of, it was that's a little rid- off topic. It, it was just ridiculous. Yeah. The thing. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, well, I think what I love about like you two and your dynamic already is just like, you guys are incredibly passionate about just like making people laugh and just being creative. And I think that just rocks ass the, but I, I would love a little bit of context. So who works at KDWB or who was like, what, would, why were you even trying to get people to follow you on Twitter to begin with? Like what's kind of the backstory um, there? Yeah, so I was working on this like sort of personal project called Verified, where I was trying to get verified on Twitter for literally no reason, like famous for being famous type of thing. Like, uh, you know, like all these people on TikTok now, we were trying, I was just trying to like see if I could be the guy who got famous for being the guy who tried to get famous. 
it, it, it was like very stupid and very meta. Um, but so we were, I was like running these ads. There are eight parts of them on YouTube, like, I don't know, five years ago. The YouTube. Uh, our YouTube channel. Um, but uh, like some of them were successful and some of them are like kind of like weird, but. Um, it, it wasn't really for anything. We like yeah, to. Yeah, it was for fun. Our dream, we always talk about our dream is to be rich and then just like mess with people in Minneapolis. Like yeah. just do crazy things that just like fuck with people. Yeah, so. live like a normal life and then use that money to like. Like have people god they spend money on that yeah like, like just run billboards that like are weird like we yeah, just like talked this, about yeah and just you know dressing up as like a monster around like east lake the isles and just grabbing <laughs> like i just come out grab tyler and just throw him back in the water and people are just like in front of like 10 people don't for even no record reason. it yeah don't <laughs> yeah. release a video just like just for our own personal like, those 10 people think there's a legit monster <laughs> in east yeah lake. exactly like, so they just, have to live with that now and yeah. like, what the like what the hell? Like what the hell? What happened that day? Wait, we don't talk about it. Honey, how was your day? You wouldn't believe what I saw <laughs> yeah. on my run. You literally won't yeah. believe what's going on. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah, there isn't much context to that story besides I think we we like to be creative and we like to just do weird things and they don't always have a purpose. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Dude, the purposeless actions are the best. I mean, the, that's when you can get the most creative, and, and there's really no intention behind it. Uh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, why not? Uh, Deck and I, we uh, we need to get a little more creative, but definitely in that regard, um, we definitely tried it. We bet, like, uh, I think the most creative we got was when we hosted a Boachella, uh, a Coachella-themed boat party in Stillwater, Minnesota, and we handed out flyers to old people, and so we wanted them to come on to the boat because we our tagline was the Roaring Twenties. Let's bring back the Roaring Twenties. So we wanted to get all the old people on the boat. And yeah found mic'd ourselves up and we're like let's go have a rip roar in time the sunset the sun's out let's uh let's bring the old people aboard and uh bring bring back the lost art everyone talks about the roaring 20s i want to experience it did they show up you dreamed of but um how old were you dreaming <laughs> I, I was dreaming of like 85 90 um, you know, coming on with the crutch yeah. and some tennis balls uh, on and their cane. Um, that's what that was. That yeah. was my hope, at least. Like a rose at the on the Titanic type of situation. Yeah, yeah. I I, def, I definitely understand that um, because you know, if you live to be eighty, you're bound to have like two or three decent stories in your life. And you know, this is maybe biased, but I think people from that era. They're all kind of like the same because they all had to do like the same kind of thing. Like they all had to like, you know, but now like I wonder when we're old, it's like you can live such a like the spectrum of the life you can live is so much wider. Like people from 1920, no one was that like fat and no one was that like in shape. But now it's like you can you can be that fat. There are enough calories. There's enough food and you can be that fit because there's enough like information on the internet about supplements and diet and exercise and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I think it's like getting wider and wider. And I don't know where this point is going, but it's, it's interesting. Well, like when we're old, like you can have such a different life from someone who lived like, you know, near you in Minnesota. I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, you could freeze your food and hang on for it for three years. Back in the twenties, I don't think you could do that. I mean, you were having right. to eat it or you threw it away. So you're, you know, you have one metabolism across the board and they're either eating it or they're throwing it away. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> you know what I didn't consider? Uh, 
with when we pitched those old people was like we were asking for just a liability on the boat. I didn't never I never thought about the idea that like someone that old could get hurt. Mm. Cause so yeah. and, and everybody the funniest part was like people were calling us out and they're like what a terrible premise like you know someone from the 1920s is 100 years old they could and they and they would have to be born in 1920 like there's no way that you could have possibly gotten someone old enough who could have lived the 1920s like you guys are explaining and i was like there's probably some families with just like a hundred year old grandpa that didn't like just like circling like bocella like (laughs) max out the life insurance throw them on that boat (laughs) was it a success otherwise bocella Yes. yes, it was. Yes. Yeah. We, it's a good time. The, yeah. The big, su- the big success came from uh, Coachella saying, you can't use our name and dropped a cease and desist on us. Oh, wow. wow. So we, we, we had to change the name about 30 days in advance from Coachella. We contacted a patent lawyer and she said, or, and then we, we asked her if we can use the name, the boat party that got a cease and desist from Coachella. <laughs> And they said, and the patent lawyer said, that's a fact. You can use it. So we, so we rebranded to that and ended up selling the event out because I honestly think that name was had more legs than Bocella. That's awesome. That's an amazing yeah, that's yeah, great. name. Yeah. That's creative. That's very creative. Yeah. That's it what was, you can do when you're, no, when you're nothing, when you're nobody. You can kind of like, you can do things like that that are so funny. Like uh, my background and Tyler's like background is kind of in advertising. Everybody wants to go viral, right? Everybody wants to go viral. But Nobody kind of knows what it takes to go viral. It's like that kind of stuff is the stuff that goes viral. You have to put yourself out there. You have to change it up. You have to be different. Like if people are going to, people, like if people see it before, people have seen it before, nobody's going to care. They're just going to keep moving. So it's like something like that. It's like, that is funny. Yeah. I've never heard that before. It's like, I'm going to stop and see what it's all about. But once you get famous, then you can't, you know, yank your crank in front of multiple people. And then you get like canceled all of a sudden. Uh, like Louisie K style. So, you know, you got to do those. You got to get them out of the way now is what I'm saying. Another advice. Oh, I, you know, I haven't heard. Okay. That's a twist on it. I've always heard avoid yanking your crank in front of people, you know, Mm. avoid at all costs. But, you know, Deck and I were wildly average guys, two ordinary guys here in the Twin Cities. He's actually out in Arizona, just moved a year ago. But moral of the story is we got, we don't have any fame to us. It's uh, we. It's time to uh, utilize some of this advice you say. Uh, start cranking. Start <laughs> cranking. It's, yep. it's time to start cranking away on our dreams yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> it's so obvious. Yeah, I, I didn't really think about it that way. I, I guess if you do crank, just delete the evidence um, or crank away the evidence. Do something to get rid of it yeah. so that when yeah. you do go viral, like you got to be the most prepared. And obviously that's like a joke, but I do think there's like <laughs> – something about (laughs) something about baking like i don't know like i think if you if you're trying to be like this you know upstanding squeaky clean type of person and you take one step out of bounds it it was something less like egregious than what louis ck did they'll get you but i i have a feeling if you kind of are like you kind of it's like the guys who would eat the cyanide for the king they would eat like a little bit of arsenic every day and build up the tolerance if you kind of like are doing kind of pushing it a little bit, you're like known as those guys, like the South Park, like Matt and Trey. Yeah. Why Why has that show not been like canceled? Those guys do way crazier stuff than like, you know, some of the people I've seen who got like canceled and pulled off of um, like SNL, like Shane Gillis, the guy who got pulled off SNL. Uh, you know, they like in South Park, those guys are like super rich. I don't know. It's like, but, but it's because they've been doing it for, 
yes. 25 years. To recap your thinking, don't just crank 100% right away. <laughs> yeah, Work just up to it. Ease into it. Ease into it a little bit. So then in the future, people will give you more rope when you do outrageous things. Totally. Thank you. No, I, you guys are uh, you guys are kind of uh, growing consultants in the space, it sounds like, it, what this really is becoming. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, it's, uh, I, I also just like a curious thing, like how, where do you guys um, – what's kind of your creative process in terms of coming up with just different content that you guys, that makes you laugh? Is it like observational, something that just kind of comes into your head one day? Uh, something that's going on around you? Like what's kind of, do you guys have like a typical way or is there like a good story of just like how you found inspiration? I'd love to know. Yeah, I think like observational for sure, which is like, you know, quarantine kind of made it hard. Like I work from home right now and it's like, it's hard. I'm just inside going crazy all day. But uh, I think literally just like going out in the world, seeing things, talking to people, uh, like just like seeing headlines and just be like, oh, that's like an interesting thing. I, I know Tyler's found ideas that way. And then we usually just like, we'll see things that we think are interesting. We'll come together. We'll kind of pitch them to each other. We'll kind of see if they have, if it has legs, if it makes Tyler laugh, it makes me laugh. We're like, okay, we have an idea here. And then like, we'll go and write it and kind of go from there and then shoot it sweet i love that um because it, it's just funny to like see a lot of your content i'm just like how do these guys come up with some of this stuff but it's so like relatable like the uh one you guys did with lisa specifically like the reading your dues for divorce like everyone who's been divorced in life could relate to that stuff um i just parents uh, that one. yeah that's a great one uh <laughs> built from built from the ground up that's a foundation joke <laughs> yeah i mean the one of the ones we just posted that did pretty well is like uh like flirting in the workplace and i was like uh i was going through everybody has to go through this i'm putting this disclaimer out right now <laughs> sexual harassment training uh at work and there was like they like bring you through modules and like one of them was talking about like harassing like a coworker, and it was like like, is it okay to like compliment a coworker on their clothing? And I was like, oh no. And they're like, yeah, no, that is okay. As long as they don't like take it as harassment. And I was like, oh, that's a little, that's a little too like gray for like my, you know, it's like harassment. You kind of like, you want to keep it black and white. You want like a clear line in the sand. So I like told Tyler that, and we just like started to laugh about it, kind of go through the situations of like, okay, what, what can we do with this? And yeah, I'm shot and got like 700,000 views in the last couple of days. So I think it's like partly we're trying to just see it like things differently or like, I don't know if we just have like a warped like worldview just in yeah, us. And then probably. when we see something, it's like, oh, this is obviously like X, Y, Z. Like, you know, I, I don't know if you saw the one we did called Honest Wedding Vows. You might have to scroll back a little bit, yes. but it's like, you're the best I could do. Like I'm fertile and need to have like basically that type of thing. And like, I see people getting married at this age, like on Instagram and it's like, oh, that's obviously what's like going on here. It's like, how convenient is it that like, you know, your soulmate is from the same hometown, socioeconomic class, like, you know, and you happen to get married within the age of like, you know, fertility, blah, blah, blah. You're starting to like, it's just like, oh, it's like on autopilot is what it feels like, you know? And if anybody listening, is, if this is your story, just know that we're not talking about you <laughs> right. and your love You're is different. Love. You're different. So we're not talking about you. My favorite thing about these like uh, um, breakdowns of each story is exactly what you were talking about, Tyler, with the South Park um, like mindset is like you. OK, so maybe you're carrying yourself with a little bit more straight and narrow in your day to day. Sure, you have to. 
But like when you get into this comedy space, when you get into your creative energy, you're pushing the narrative in a different direction. You're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, not aggressively, but I'm going to move your mind and your thoughts into a way. It's like, Oh shit, he went there. I don't feel comfortable. Um, because people need that. They you're, they're sitting in their comfortable live. They're going on autopilot. They're just hanging out doing it's not, it's not doing them any good. So throw them a curveball, throw them a twist, uh, pick up on that South park, um, pushing the boundaries and make them laugh at the same time. Because at the end of the day, when you mix in laughter, you're good. You can't get canceled. Everyone wants to hear it. Everyone wants to enjoy it. Yeah, I, I like that. That's an interesting way to put it because, like, I think like super comfortable people are the like funniest people. 100%. They're like so easy to make fun of. I don't know. It's like mean, but like, you know, they're not like people that are comfortable and people with like values that are very dug into the sand. Like they're very closed-minded. The closed-minded and comfortable people. Those are like. They're just locking targets, basically. It's like, yeah, those poor souls. Yeah, you're not like a, you're not like a marginalized group being like lazy. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like you. I'm How not, dare you say that? <laughs> it's just funny, like kind of like, like picking on those people, <laughs> even though it sounds kind of mean. Well, I think like in today's day and age, things are getting very sensitive with speech and like, you know, what is comedy if not just freedom of speech, freedom of expression and like pushing people. I mean, people definitely react. Like some people think our stuff is super funny. We love, we love the people that think that they're actually the best and smartest people. And then there's some people that like, don't like it. And they have like a really, you know, adverse reaction, like really negative reaction, but that's okay too. It's like, that's great. I mean, I'd rather have that. I'd rather have that as the response to our content than lukewarm water. act i mean that's the whole point of art is to make people feel something and to like move them in either direction yeah going off that um two things one is point most of the stuff we see locally in like the local minneapolis like film community like they call them passion projects but there's zero passion behind any of these things these people are like dead on the inside and like I can't do this, dude. I'm going to get fired. Yeah, <laughs> Fuck. <sighs> this fucking didn't think this through. <laughs> God damn it, dude. I'm a face. I was like, oh, we call that the Recording Howie in progress. You know, Howie Mandel from America's Got Talent, like his reaction to everything is just like, like this expression wide open. Uh, but going off the polarization type of thing, you guys might find this interesting. Um, it might be relevant to your podcast, but we- um, The listeners. The, the, the listeners, the in, interns is what you guys yeah. are gonna find. Okay. Thank you. Um, Marketing interns. There is a, uh, there's this book I read called um, Dataclism, and it's about the guy who founded, the guy who founded OkCupid okay wrote a book about all the data that he had. He had like access to how people like swiped and connected on OkCupid, like millions of like data, data points. Okay. And uh, one of the interesting things is you would like rate people one to five stars. So if they're ugly, it's a one. If they're hot, it's a five star. We call that the Tyler Moss <laughs> Michael scale, actually, where Tyler's the ugliest and the best looking Michael. Oh. That's the scale. That's all we call him in this house, actually. 
Um, but they like one of the the most interesting thing I remember from the book was if you were going to rate some like let's say we both had three star ratings um, and a hundred people rated me as a three and 150 people rated him as one and 50 people rated him as five. So we're both still threes, but he would get like 10 times the amount of messages because 50 people thought he was a five. No one's going to message a three, you know, not, not many people, but okay. if it's a five, they're going to message him. And the ones, well, the minimum threshold for like messaging was like a four anyway. So if someone thinks you're a one or you're a three, it, it almost doesn't matter because you're not like getting them anyway. It, it's kind of a weird, like anecdote, but that's how we've tried to like frame it a little bit because, um, and people who hate you can like promote you too, which has also happened, I think with us. Yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned that, you know, you're talking about, you gotta have your extremes, your fives and your, your, your antis, your anti-vaxxers, your ones. And, uh, <laughs> and you're talking to two guys who, uh, who have made a living off of being the threes. Sure. We, yeah, we we are as average as they come. No, nothing, never peak higher, never drop lower, and maybe that's why no one's messaging us. You know, we're 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 not dialing it up. We're not bring we're not peacocking in a way to bring out a five. Uh, you're looking at two ordinary average guys. Um, but, but yeah, I, but yeah, I think to the point is like the world. This world is so goddamn fragile to a certain point that it's like it makes everything so easy. Like being the guy in the middle just like watching these crazy people the fives and ones operate around you you're like oh you guys are easy to to not to manipulate but just to get a rise out of like i always i'm the oldest of five in my family and like i as the oldest brother i was always picking on my little in my little sisters and brothers and my brother and uh like it was only fun to make fun of the the certain ones that would react yeah. to what you fucking said and like i would yeah. say in this world now because we're all so connected it's so easy to like get a reaction out of people but like if you do if you're the one who just stays even keel the whole time and and i'm and we're trying to poke the bear and you don't do anything then like obviously that just doesn't there we don't we don't get a rise out like nothing really happens it kind of just fizzles out so that's why it's kind of interesting like where you guys are at now it's like you guys are just trying to like poke the bear at just different things that make you laugh hopefully that make other people laugh but it's exactly. also like great when people get pissed yeah i mean it's kind of fun yeah it's a little fun. the thing about tiktok is what i felt like you could post anything on tiktok and people will be offended like literally like anything and i think like it's like i we don't care is like I, the message i'd love to send out to everybody like it, it's so funny to like like we did something where it was like uh we were in like a graveyard <laughs> we did a graveyard hype video if you guys remember the hype video trends so it, it was basically that i'm in the i'm in the, the graveyard he's mourning my, i'm mourning my dad's death tyler comes up to me like hey let me make you a hype video and they make a hype video around me like putting flowers on my dad's grave and crying stuff. yeah and like, you know, all in good fun, but like this, I remember we had some comments like, this isn't funny. Like my, like my dad just died. I don't find this funny. It's like, yeah, I don't <laughs> care. Like, like, <laughs> like we were not attacking like, you. I'm not attacking you. Know you. You know, every, there's like a person that dies every second <laughs> on earth and is born. I don't care about either one of the people coming and going. It's like, I'm like, people on TikTok are very like, this is my life. Feel bad for me. You know, like, it's like, like. Yeah, it's there's no like, oh, I see your perspective. This is my perspective. Let's meet in the middle. People are very like, no, my thing that I care about trumps the things that you care about because like I'm gonna scream about them 
as loud as possible. And one last thing about like, you know, on TikTok, you can stitch someone. So it's like a video response in like yes, within sir. the video. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the funniest things that like we started to notice is um, we did one, which was kind of, it was kind of, it was about a plus size person. Um, the dating one? It, the, yes. The, the yeah. uh, plus sizes on, <laughs> on dating apps and how they don't want any hookups. <laughs> That's the... Uh, that was the equivalent of putting a match on like a big barrel of gasoline. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I, I wish we could have like, I, I wish we could show the world the stitches we got because people were like stitching it. And I'm like, oh boy, like this video is not your biggest problem. And like you see these people and they're doing it from their bed laying down. So it's like, wait, you guys couldn't, they, they're, they're in bed like this is messed up, like blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, I know what's going on. They're sitting scrolling through like TikTok in their bed and then like they see something that makes them mad and they do a video response still laying down and then like keep going it's like oh you couldn't even like sit up for like the video that you're gonna put on like the internet forever like it's like oh this is like i see what your life is and it's this and it's like i don't know if your opinion is like holding any you know what i mean like i don't know if i care mm -hmm. too much about your opinion well to focus that thought a little bit, yeah. I, I think that people are on TikTok looking to be offended. I think that's what Tyler's trying to get at a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely not just super mean and bitter as a person. Definitely what he's saying. Uh, but yeah, somebody, it is interesting, like the reaction. Somebody actually stitched us and then somebody stitched the stitch. So it was like inception, but for stitching. And uh, that video got like five or six million views. It was insane. Like just... Like the reactions from the reactions are going viral. So that, I mean, that's kind of cool to see. But yeah, I mean, that's the other thing to keep in mind. I mean, obviously that like when we were on YouTube posting stuff, I mean, we got zero comments, maybe one that said, hey, you guys are cool. And that was like, oh, great. But now that we're getting like uh, millions of views on our videos, there, you know, there's a lot of like, hey, you guys are great. And then there's a lot of like, you guys suck, like quit, like blah, blah, blah. And I think like, you know, there are people out there that are going to always be looking to be offended. And there's people out there that are going to be looking to like engage. And then, you know, then there's the people in the middle that you're trying to sway. And I think just like getting used to that is like super important and useful not to like, you know, take it, yeah, as, like take it personally. I remember like, this is a very clear point. I go, oh, I, I remember like specifically when I was like, I'm going to stop reading these comments is the same day someone goes, don't quit your day job and then get a real job two different people, same day. Well, which is it? Like, do we have day jobs or not? You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, none of these people know anything. They're just like mad at like- Little the, do they know you, you have a day job. Yeah. And that's why you're so bitter and <laughs> exactly. angry at everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys are deep in the comments. You guys understand the comments. You're one with the comments. Yeah, yeah. And now we're tuning them out because it's like, it, it's hard to keep up with. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pointless too. It's a waste of like time and energy. Yeah, I mean, literally. If you have a hundred positive comments, your brain goes, oh, those are all deserved. And then you see the one negative and you go, how could this person, how don't they understand this joke? Like, don't they see how great we are? Which is, I scream that at people daily. <laughs> how don't you see how great I am? We are, uh, which, you know, uh, people don't seem to like that, but you know, we're going to do us. <laughs> but yeah, it, it just, it's a natural thing for your brain just to hate on negative comments. You, it's just like, it's, you you know, it's, you're not used to that kind of critiquing and you just have to get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we kind of kicked off the, the podcast a little bit too, about you talking about going up on stage and showing your, your creative energy, um, to a live audience and getting live reactions from that. Um, now 
for the longest time you were posting stuff on the internet and didn't get the traction that you felt like you probably deserved because of all the time and energy that you were putting into it. And now it's happening and you're like, fuck, what are they saying? All right. Like, yeah, there are people that believe in us, but now we got these fuckers over here that are, uh, you know, being, being, being fuckers, uh, yeah. get them out of here. Uh, they're being annoying and not, and that's, but at the same time, that's the energy that's driving the next piece of content for you. Uh, at least that's what I'm hearing from you guys. You're like, okay, here's this negative like vibe. Let's unpack this a little bit. Oh, this is that type of person potentially. Uh, here's a skit out of that. So there's always, you know, this, the, the, you're, you're playing the twist on a twist uh, inside your own, uh, inside your own content machine, which is fucking sick. <laughs> yeah. You've got to figure it out. That is, that is close. And sometimes people will comment like you should do one like this. And like, we've taken it like once or twice, we've taken people's ideas and like, Stolen, okay, yeah. yeah, we just stole. Well, they're like, you should do one like this. And it's this top comment. And it's like, well, I mean, I, I guess if the people are just going to like dish them up and that's what like, and it has 10,000 likes, it's like, well, maybe that'll get some views. If that many people think that video is a funny idea. And sometimes, you know, the comments are legitimately it's, yeah, some of them like and, they make us yeah. laugh. I'm like, all right. All right, let's go for it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think another thing about the negative comments though, that like as you get older and progress like through whatever you're doing, like sometimes like critiquing is good. It's like how you get better. Like we weren't like when we first started, we weren't like ready to have our videos go viral and stuff. We weren't good enough yet. We needed like critiquing and stuff. I think as you get older though, you realize when people are trying to be like hurtful rather than like something that actually needs to be addressed. So it's like, you know, we take the negative comments and we like use them as motivations. And, you know, we also ask ourselves like, could this be better? Could this be funnier? So, you know, we're constantly trying to get better at what we're doing. Dude, it's, it's impressive. And I, I just love the fact that you guys just love it. Like there, there's nothing that's going to stop you guys from doing this. Uh, maybe just besides yourself, like there's not, and it, and it's, and it's cool how the timeliness of it works out, right? Like, had you guys gone viral and you were seven, dropping the Alien movie, like, you know, you guys could be different people. Uh, but you're right, thankful. And, and, and it's and a darn shame that it did it, to be honest. We wouldn't have been so well adjusted. <laughs> uh, but I, I just like the – I think it's just so rewarding in general just to be able to – you know, point at something that you've created and call it yours and just share with the world. I think that's just like at the crux of whatever that may be for people. It just, that is, uh, we, I just think that's like the utopia, like the internal utopia for, <laughs> and especially it's funny with you guys where it's like, it's something so outlandish and something that like, um, may not always get respected, but like, it's something that just fires you guys up. And I, it, that just really fires me up. Cause like, that's, that's what we do on this podcast. It's like, we're just trying, we're on the hunt for just like all these random people around the world. Uh, and a lot of them in the twin cities on just like people who are just doing cool shit and sharing. And it's just like so fun and rewarding to talk to people like that. Um, and, and, and just like have good conversation over it. It's, it's, it's a blast, man. Yeah. There is a, there's no better feeling besides, uh, yanking your crank in front of a bunch of people yes. before you get famous then like being in a theater and showing our work and like we like practice there's like some joke in the video and like you can feel it through the audience people are like kind of like kind of like don't know how to react and then they just like burst out laughing it's like this huge like roar of laughter of like That's sick. oh my god did these guys like really do this like in this video like did they really put this joke in here and it's like people are laughing and i mean it's like it's that's an awesome feeling so I, I do have to ask, like, what is kind of the, uh, 
I mean, so where, where do you guys, like, what are your day jobs? I know you guys alluded to that earlier, but I just like, like to know kind of where you guys are at currently. Yeah, I work at a small studio in St. Paul and we shoot and edit um, commercials, TV commercials, social media videos, mainly social media videos. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and I also work for, I work for an advertising agency uh, in the North Loop and I do all their videos. So motion design, uh, commercials, corporate stuff. So oh, shit. Okay. So yeah, we're literally remote. doing videos all the time. And we <laughs> okay. actually have webcams set up in our bedrooms. Um, it kind of goes to a private feed, but it basically like 24 seven, we're like doing something with video. Yeah. Truman show type of only fans type of thing. Wow. Gotcha. Yeah. Sweet. You're not, you don't, you guys don't have the webcams where you, you know, you slide that little plastic piece over the camera. You're, you, you're keeping that left. That camera is wide open, private wide feed, open, jump in, take my gotcha. data, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Well, I, I was just curious on like what what is what do you guys kind of envision or what do you guys uh want like what do you guys think is next for uh the content machine? I mean, you guys are like gaining a bunch of traction and stuff. Like, have you thought about um like is this something that could turn into like a full time gig where you guys are just like uh doing your crazy bits that you've always dreamed of and getting paid for it? Is that kind of like the the um the the goal here or like what where are your guys' heads at on that? Yeah, I think, um, like, you know, going off of the people saying, quit, quit, you know, we've been doing this for 10 years with no return on any of the time or money or energy investment. And now in the past, like, six months, we've actually started making some money off of it. You know, not a lot. We can't quite live off of it yet, but we're making some money. And it's like, you guys should quit. It's like, no, we should have quit a long time ago. This is actually the one moment we, like, shouldn't quit. Like we shouldn't quit now, um, but we want to, um, I think eventually get a sketch comedy TV show. I think that's the end goal. It's kind of hard to monetize this. Um, it's sort of a winner take all thing. You're either like Key and Peel, Dave Chappelle, or you're nobody or SNL or you're no one. You know what I mean? And it, so yeah. it's like, you have to be like the best and you get a lot of return or like you don't get anything. So it's, it's kind of hard to like, find like the the trajectory it's very exponential i don't know exactly it's like we're here now and then sketch comedy show question mark in the middle kind of a thing yeah i think i view it like i and we've talked about this before like i, I don't consider us like tiktokers we don't make like tiktoks we make sketch comedy and we like put it on tiktok as a platform uh so like what i see us doing is uh like leveraging an audience and hopefully the next couple of years and our goal is i think like five million would be like a great goal for us so take like five million followers go to a producer be like hey we have a style we have a show we have these characters couple we scripts have, uh, we have a built-in audience uh like let's do something so that's that's how i see it leveraging it into something else basically right got it i think that's brilliant um and you know you're we, we relate to you guys tenfold in that manner. Uh, Deck and I, full-time jobs. Uh, we've been after this gig for now five years. Um, and we're starting to see a little bit of success, not from what, we current, like what we've been posting, but we are now producers for other people. So we've learned the system and uh, people are hiring us to produce their stuff. So that's, how we're, that's how we decided to make, uh, add a little bit of monetization to our game. Although it's just increased our workflow like fucking tenfold. And we're not making money to where to where we should be going full time. So we're in that same position where it's like, okay, there's like, there's a couple dollars here. This is the wrong time to uh, to leave the day jobs. Um, 
But at the same time, we love what we do so much that turning it into a day job um, would just, it would backfire at, at this point in time because now we're scraping by trying to turn our creative energy into monetization and that would just kill the whole machine in general. Um, and then when you talk about what your, uh, your idea with TikTok, that is 100% how everyone should be looking at it. TikTok is, no, there's no better platform to reach new people than TikTok. Their algorithm is perfect for everyone to go viral. Uh, everyone's going to experience some sort of virality in their lifetime because of TikTok um, if they want it. And it's what you have behind the curtain um, as your foundation to redirect that audience. Right. Uh, for us, it's podcasting. So we just post podcast clips onto TikTok and then they bring it back to a podcast. Uh, we have Straight Candid under our uh, umbrella of production. And there are these two girls in their mid-20s talking about lady parts in their mid-20s and dating. And, uh, and many uh, What's the name of this one? It's called Straight it's called Candid. Straight Candid. Okay, yeah. thank you. Uh, I was bookmarking <laughs> that. And, and they've figured out how to get sponsors on their podcast and we're behind the scenes making everything happen. And that is our, that's, that's the way we've done it. But the damn it, is it hard to monetize a creative art? Um, so we definitely relate 100% with what you guys have just described. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting hearing you talk about, cause I'm assuming like podcasting full time would be your guys' dream with like sponsorships and stuff. And like your day jobs probably aren't similar, but this thing is like a step. It's like a little off. And that's how we've kind of viewed it as like, you know, do we want to be making like ads, you know, not really we want to be making like sketching like tv but the ads are like it's like a step closer we're still making like videos and you know i know people who like they go to la and they act or sorry they they bartend trying to act and it's like it's just a paycheck and i'm not knocking like the hustle but if they could somehow do like some weird type of like acting or you know something something closer to it that they're always doing because we're at least flexing the muscle every day editing and occasionally shooting and stuff and it's like again it's way different content but some of the technical skills translate right i think um yeah when it comes to monetizing our stuff like on our sketch side i mean our content's super anti like anti-brand so right there it's already hard it's super hard to monetize that because we're usually hating on brands we've done like a few where we worked with some people and like by, by the way i can't believe people pay us <laughs> to make videos we did one where it was like for an app and our video was like talking about like Ronald. I like <laughs> video talked about like me telling Tyler that like I walked in on Ronald McDonald, like fucking my wife. And by the way, there was like Grimace was also there. So it was like an orgy of like McDonald's uh, mascots, if you, if you know all of them. And then we dropped like the app name at the end of the skit. I don't think people even knew it was an app. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like that's kind of how you have to do it on TikTok. And I, they paid us money to do this, which was incredible. But like for us on the content side, it's like, it's super hard for us to monetize anything because we make fun of everything. So it's like, it's not like we are the type to like make a t-shirt because like we make fun of people that make t-shirts and like, I know, and it's different for everybody. It's not like that's a bad thing to do. That's just like our personal brand. But then uh, on like a, on another level, like on a business level, we've also been able to use our like sketch comedy to actually get like real, like uh, real clients like and do actual and that's what Tyler was kind of referencing like we've done like tv commercials with people that go oh you guys are super funny and i want a funny ad i want like a funny social media yeah. ad and they kind of like we can rein it in because obviously our backgrounds are like in advertising so we like under we understand what's up so it's like if it's outside of the content machine then we can use our like 
experience and stuff to make like these fun videos for for clients which is cool we like doing that but i think at the end of the day the thing we want to do the most is just our own sketch comedy so right. that's kind of like how we're bridging the gap using what we're doing right now but kind of using it still in like a business setting to like help these other brands and kind of like behind the scenes nobody knows that we're doing it and then hopefully one day like once again just leverage what we have in the audience to like be able to do like a show which is obviously like how you monetize a tv show has already been laid out for like years now right yeah, that fucking rocks. that just that honestly that rocks i know it takes a ton of fucking work and i tech i know you're about to say something but i just want to say like that rocks that is and so impressive um the, the the whole circle of it from creating your own shit to leveraging it into other into other jobs back into your full-time job whatever it may be it's not many people are actually doing that and i know like day in day out it's a fucking grind but it's uh it's impressive so mad props um it's, yeah. uh, it's awesome to hear another creator doing something like that because we fucking are drained constantly in this <laughs> cycle so uh there's life you know there's there's life there's other people there's life <laughs> yeah no 100 percent. yeah for all the kids listening uh with the divorcing parents and stuff who are, who are down yeah it's a grind it's 100 percent grind you, you got to stick with it it's not easy like uh you know it's well uh, one one thing going off of kind of what you guys are saying is like you might as well do what you love you know it's very cliche but do what you want because you don't know how the landscape is going to shift like if we would have given up on the sketches and because tiktok all of a sudden came around and it's like oh this was like made for us it felt like it's like oh this is like a platform finally for us where we can have like someone at least like comment on our stuff and you don't know how it's going to shift in the next five years and maybe like like the 3d artist guys uh, I mean, yeah, people. I, I can, yeah, yeah. I can speak to that. <laughs> if you guys are familiar with people, um, he was actually GQ's man of the year. He's a 3D designer. Uh, I was following him before. It's before the NFT things, but basically, like, uh, I think it's like, like, let's say, like, 15 years ago, uh, he wanted just to get noticed. Uh, he was just trying to get a job, so he started to do one a day. So basically, a one a day is you do one 3D render a day. And he just started to do that every day. And he's been doing it for like about like 15 years. It's like 3D art. It's a like 3D art. You see it on Instagram. Sometimes it's animated. Sometimes it's just a still. Well, then I don't know if you guys are familiar with the NFT things, but basically it's digital crypto art. You buy it. Well, he made some, he, he made something like, uh, let's say like $150 million at least selling his art in like six months in like after, six months after doing it for like 13 years with nothing yeah that's what 13 and years so it's like you never know how it can change so you might as well not give up and you might as well do what you want because maybe it'll come to you i know it's kind of like that's the question mark and like yeah and that's kind of what we've talked about it's like we were making like short form comedy <laughs> great it didn't it wasn't doing very well on youtube you know at the time youtube wanted longer content and we were doing shorter content and we we're like okay we're going exactly the opposite direction and then we saw TikTok and I was like, oh, short like form videos that just need to be like attention grabbing. That's like right up our alley. And it just, yeah, sometimes the market isn't there for you yet. You actually have to wait for the market. So I, I think in that way, like, you know, you can't give up uh, even when it seems like maybe you should <laughs> or it'd be easier at least. Right. And I think like just going right off that, you know, it, it really speaks to just like longevity and the fact that like you, and you, you said it perfectly, Tyler, just like do something that you have fun doing and you'll never have to worry like you you'll be able to adjust to the landscape as it comes and that's exactly what we've done it's obviously working great for you guys um and you got to get creative in the space just when someone tells you you can't say uh follow me on twitter or, or i'll kill you like you have to 
pivot and do something more creative just like when we got the cease and desist from Coachella it forced us to be to pivot and be creative and I think that's like kind of where we're at from like a business sense where it's like okay like we obviously like being producing other people's podcasts or producing other people's uh content it's like you guys have to be a little bit creative on how we you make the money you obviously are are gonna have to give something up to get something uh and you know it's it's obviously not like where you exactly where you want to be but it's a a step closer and it actually gives you a different perspective on maybe something else that might work and then you pivot and go there and it's way easier uh and you have way more fun making money like that's kind of where we're at right now too just like taking the step towards something that makes more sense and that could help us and get to where we want to be uh that is just like that intention in itself is just that's the creative process that's what matters Uh, but i gotta ask you guys like what is in your back pocket when you're in these scenarios where it's like you have to pivot or you aren't feeling like great about the the sketch comedy or you're in a tough situation like what's kind of something that you guys rely on that help you come out on top uh i can start please uh yeah i think i think the power of us is like my back pocket is tyler it's like nice. it's something that, that takes. Now I gotta say it. Now, yeah, if now I don't say, say that. Like, yeah. Now you gotta say me. But but no, pressure. seriously, I think like if it wasn't for having like Tyler there to bounce things off of, I mean, it's it's so hard to do it on your own. And obviously, you guys know because you have there's two of you. It's like we can lean on each other, and we've known each other since like you know fourth grade. We've grown up, so we like trust each other. We know each other, and just uh, just having somebody there to like you know if you're having a bad day, being like, no, dude, like we're going to kill it. And like, here's a couple of reasons why. And just like, you know, to keep you going for sure. Yeah. And I'll do an adjustment on what he's saying, but yeah, Mozzie. And it's like, cause there'll be like, you know, there were a couple of moments and probably in the past five years that were like dark moments in my life. And I was like, well, at least like if they cancel us and I get fired, at least like Mozzie will like be around and maybe he'll be employed and I can just like sleep on his couch and like clean his room for like money or something. You know what I mean? Like, I, like something like that can happen. Um, and like, we'll get through. And I know we've like f- floated each other money a little more this way than this way, but you know, um, and, and like, and, and pinches, you know, especially when you're younger. And if you want to go fast, that's like, what's that saying? You want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And like the way we've been doing it, it's certainly not the fast way. I'll say that. <laughs> But well, it's, it's I will say that we do feel like we're uh, we do feel like we're doing it the right way, like step, step mastering each uh, each interval, if you will, just getting better and like I, like we wouldn't have been able to do this when we were twenty two. Like we wouldn't have been able to be this like devoted to shoot this much, edit this much. I mean, it is literally like another full time job, and it's like you know when I was twenty two, I wanted to be like drinking, drunk driving in Stearns County, as we said. You know, it's like that's what was fun to do, and it's like you know now that we're older we're like a lot more buttoned down it's like okay let's make uh, tiktok videos we have to be adults <laughs> we have to be adults now we have to make these tiktok videos for 14 year old uh, children to laugh at basically and influence their decision making there is something really funny about like really committing to tiktok at like our age it's it's like that is like a joke in itself 100 i mean funny to me. it's great i mean tyler has a he's got a perm i mean tyler, I got, this is a perm yeah, yeah i got tyler a perm. got a perm for tiktok it's not like this isn't my hair super straight yeah like Tyler doesn't just want, like me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Tyler doesn't want to have to get a perm, you know, for three hours every six months. I mean, that's tough on the schedule. I mean, if you look at our schedule, it is 
I mean, yeah. three, yeah, three hours over six months. That's tough. Okay. But Tyler's, he's sacrificing. I can to sneak get it there. in. Yeah. And that's like, that's what they don't realize what's tough with like being a white male comedian <laughs> in 2021. Those type of sacrifices, it just really gets you. Yeah. You really got a peacock in every way, shape or form. I mean, <laughs> go and go and get the Jerry curls going. A hundred percent. It's mandatory. I mean, you got, you got to flex it. Exactly. We were born, you know, middle class, white male generic generic midwestern whereas the lowest you can get on the totem pole so like boring as you can be tyler's going through things trying to be like okay maybe i'll perm my hair you know i'm uh you know i don't know what i'm doing (laughs) i'm kind of lacking i I need to get a perm or something or like shave my head you know just something crazy yeah yeah get a couple tattoos or something you can go bald there you go five yeah, exactly. We're just creating content out here at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, 100%. That is content. <laughs> Andrew, that is content. Andrew went bald. You got a perm. I have a mullet and mustache. I mean, we do it for the love of the game, dude. Uh, and and I know we're embarrassed to say we're on TikTok, but God damn it, it's made us who we are. <laughs> 100%. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, man, that's part of, like, comedy in life and just like putting yourself out there. I mean, you have to a little bit. And the other thing is you can't take yourself too seriously. I mean, though the people we make fun of are people that take themselves too seriously. I mean, they're so easy to like rattle and get to. It's just like, it's like, man, just like relax. You know, the, like the, I always say like the world keeps spinning. <laughs> like that's the best part. That's the greatest part about like people. If they're like positive, negative comments, like blah, 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 screaming into the echoes of the internet, the earth keeps spinning the problem like that's not going to actually do anything it's like we might not be doing anything either positive or negative but like we're not kidding ourselves that we're like changing anything you guys aren't stopping us yeah yeah exactly gotta ask um when you guys when we initially reached out or when you guys agreed to come on the back pocket um was there like that was there a conversation that was had that involved we're gonna get these guys like i see what they're doing we're gonna get them uh, because I feel like you you have a bit of a I gotcha type mentality with the comedy, right? So I, I'm curious, coming on the podcast, was there any kind of like, well, these two white guys, Twin Cities based, and we're going to get them? Mm, it felt too close to home a little bit. I was like, oh, that's kind of our story. We don't like to, we don't want to make fun of that exactly. Yeah, we there was there was a part of we we the one thing we talked about was like should we just be characters for like the first five minutes? We did and, talk about and be dressed up, but then we we're like, just because this is our first like I guess podcast, and we were like, should we do something like crazy, you know? But then yeah, we're like oh. I think people already the one like I think people already think we're crazy, <laughs> so it's like that might have confirmed it for a lot of people. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think we looked at you guys. I mean, it's hard to hate on people that are doing something that they're passionate about. And I think like, although we do gotcha a lot and maybe, you know, I don't know if I necessarily look at it like that, but it's, I, I think we leave people alone that are really like, I don't know, doing their own thing and they're really passionate about. It. And it's like, we even see things that, you know, we don't necessarily like, like necessarily like somebody has like a, like a passion project. And if you're listening and you have a passion project, we love yours. <laughs> We're not talking about you, but uh, you know, it's maybe not what we think is great, but we always say like, at least they're doing it. Right. And we always say like, Hey, at least they're doing it. Like, how can we hate? Like you got up, you like got up, did something that you didn't have to do. Put yourself out there at the end of the day. Like you have to respect that. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's again, a cliche thing, but you're not like there forever. You're like in a trajectory of being somewhere. And maybe that person is just like at a certain level. So yeah, we tried, I, I never try to knock the hustle no matter like who it is or what they're doing. 
So I think you know, this Mao is, Zedong. I, I was gonna say uh, before you get into Mao Zedong, uh, very familiar, <laughs> very familiar with him and love his work. Uh, can't say enough. <laughs> can't say enough good things about Mao. Uh, good dynasty. Very but good dynasty. I think I think with our protection of the hustle, opens the door to create something that beats up the hustle, like something that gets the gotcha at the hustle. Because I there's. It, it's a it's a common thing to see your friends start something new for the first time and then it's also like a common thing to just be like oh man like do i tell them it's a terrible idea or like it, right. you know there's there's always like that kind of uh moment uh so i would challenge you guys like come up with some come up with some sort of sketch comedy where it's like someone uh someone's like really passionate about starting this thing but it's so obviously bad that it's not a thing that's gonna yeah. work something like i don't know it take it for what it is but i i do actually think that to to challenge you guys i guess on it in um in the sense of like you can make fun of fucking anything dude and obviously it's easy to make fun of the comfortable people and the people who uh take themselves too seriously but like we could i bet there's something else where we could dive into uh that's not as easy but could force our hand a little bit into being creative yeah, no, hundred percent. I think too, like we're trying to generate so many ideas so quickly that sometimes, you know, like those type of ideas, which are great, they're a little like maybe like further between, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, I think like it's hard to have like Key and Peele is a great like example of this where it's amazing. Like how many quality skits those guys have done for the last 10 years. Like it's incredible. And I think like, you know, we always say like, we're trying to get better and we're, you know, we're not like there yet. And it's, I think like that type of, like that type of comedy and that type of consistency and finding those like great ideas like that, where it's like simple and like, you know, and just like a, a great, perfectly said thing. It's hard to do. So it's like, yeah, that's something we definitely like are continually pushing ourselves towards to just evolve our comedy as much as possible. Totally. I love it. Uh, and uh, go ahead, Andrew. I got a question. Back. Yeah. With the, uh, with the evolution of your comedy, uh, throughout the last 10 years. Um, I'm curious from your guys' perspective, what has been like an average quality? And I want you guys to look at it from the standpoint of this is something that you care about. It's an attribute or habit, something you guys um, deeply care about and we're trying to get better at every single day. That's how we look at the average quality. Uh, so I'm not sure who wants to kick it off, but Tyler and Maz, uh, what is your average quality? Um, I bet so many things are hitting you right now. You don't even know what I'm overloaded. Overloaded. My height, um, I'm 5'9". That's the average height of an American male. Um, I feel like that's kind of been a thing. How have um, you been working on it? Um, I've been getting the length. How no, better uh, at let me think. Um, you know, I'm just either like, I'm sort of like really great at something or really bad at it. Sort of like, you know, someone who might have some sort of spectrum thing. Um, and so I seriously think I might. Um, so, you know, uh, it's, it's hard to say like, what, what is an average thing, man? Um, Holy shit. I, I will step in. Please, please, you. please. First of all, incredible. Uh, great, great try at that one. Tyler, uh, Tyler, think Tyler's for, average like, quality me, thinking on his toes. Yeah. <laughs> And not See, Tyler, quick Tyler, yeah. Tyler's yeah. average quality, uh, trying to be funny and getting canceled. <laughs> yeah, we did a TikTok live and we had to stop doing it quickly because uh, it was I was forcing <laughs> Tyler to quickly improv and it was getting dark fast, uh, so we had to stop doing that. But uh, I think for me, like if you look at our early stuff to our our stuff now, 
like for me, Tyler has gotten so much better at writing and that's something I know I need to improve on every day. And like, I, I definitely lean on Tyler for like that. Uh, I think like we used to just improv everything. We still like to, and you get some like magical moments for sure. But I think like having that structure of like having stuff written out and having some lines in mind has really helped us. And I think our, a lot of our earlier stuff, people used to make comments like, yeah, it's kind of, it's funny, but it doesn't really have like an ending. You know, it doesn't really like, it doesn't have that button. It doesn't have that twist. And I think that's something we've worked really hard on. So I think like, I know for me, it's like working on the story, working on like good writing and just like making sure when you show up to shoot, you have a plan. Cause like, sometimes it's just me and Tyler, but like, sometimes we have a lot of people and it's like, you need, you know, then you're directing, you're kind of like doing everything. You're directing, shooting and acting. And it's like, you need that structure there. So people know what they're doing. So I think my average quality writing comedy, Tyler, back to you. All right. Uh, thank you, Michael. My average quality, I think is, uh, after some thought, having fun. I think um, I have fun sometimes, but sometimes I like will get in my head or something or like put pressure on something unnecessarily or like- Organized objects by color and size. Yeah, and, and uh, not like enjoy the ride maybe as much. And I don't know if it's a genetic thing. My mom is like always has to like be doing something and always working and has been that way. And I don't know if like that gene was lying dormant in me until recently <laughs> and it like triggered and now I'm like, but, um, you know, like you were born to work like in a field, I feel like, <laughs> like just grind. Like Tyler was meant to just be a grinder. Like he would have made a great peasant. Well, exactly. And, you know, um, my ancestors are from, you know, Norway and Finland, but I'm tan. So, you know, I, like my ancestors were out working at, like the farms and stuff. And it was so shitty. They're like, we got to get to America where like our work will at least be like rewarded. I think that's kind of how, and that, that gene is still like, deep in me that what a beautiful story yeah i did all that work so you could make tiktoks like i, I think Bingo. about that all the time i think about my grandpa struggling he used to my dad used to tell me how to used to go out and hunt for rabbits it was during the great depression because our family was so poor and it's like thank you grandpa for catching that rabbit so that now i can make 60 second tiktoks with tyler it's like i, I appreciate the sacrifice so it's important to remember those. eating around like the pellets and stuff like that. <laughs> that, yeah Yep. Yeah, I mean, the coolest part about this, it's a legacy rep. I mean, I'm so thankful for my grandfather working the steel mills in Pittsburgh. There we go. Uh, you know, grinding hard, a hard nosed Italian coming home to uh, feed seven kids, you know, you know handmade raviolis because, you know, everything's got to be pure Italian. And it allowed me to, you know, have a, a, a Zoom podcast where we're talking about making sure our camera angles are looking, <laughs> we're looking at the camera and not looking over down to the side. Uh, so thank you, Grandpa, for working so hard. Yeah, I think uh, me and Tyler actually talk about it. And it, it, our comedy kind of comes from that spot too of like, I'm always like, things used to be way worse and things are really bad basically everywhere else. So it's like, you know, we get to do what we love and it's like, you know, our content, some people, you know, whether they like it or hate it, it's like, you know what, at the end of the day, like everybody's doing like, all right, uh, you know, in America, at least. Most people, are, most people are doing okay. Cause like a hundred years ago or like a thousand years ago, we would have like been hunting on the plains, yeah. like, yeah, eating like raw meat and stuff yeah. like that. There's so. nothing but poverty. Now there are some people who aren't in poverty and that's at least better. Yeah. And hopefully one day everyone won't be. Right. That's about as positive as you'll see Tyler. <laughs> so that was like, that was really a great positive, positivity from Tyler there. Snaps for Tyler. Yeah, snaps for Tyler. Kids, <laughs> kids your grandpa. When you hear about your grandpa now. Uh, so get getting dark. Uh, never met my grandpa. Not sure what the hell that guy was doing, but uh, man, that guy sure as hell put on for his city. Uh, I was thinking of it more of the sense of when I'm a grandpa, 
and how my grandkids, if I live that long, are going to be like, what a fucking idiot. This guy <laughs> was on Earth making TikToks, and now we're yeah. sitting here on Mars. Like, Earth, they're like, Earth was such a failed concept. And I'm yeah. so glad that we got out of there. Yeah. yeah, they're like, interplanetary travel's way fucking cooler. And I can't believe these guys just had were so small-minded to stay on this shithole of a planet. Not only yeah. that, they stayed in the United States. So it's like, you know, we're putting in the hours now, and we don't even know it. It's like, right, Grandpa, right. Like, Grandpa, I bet you've only had sex with a human, <laughs> pussy. Like, damn. damn. These kids are cold-blooded, that's literally cold-blooded. We had to, like, genetically form them so they could live on Mars. So, yeah. Well, it depends what part of the world you're from, because it might not always be human. But Sorry, let's move on. <laughs> that's my but, wife uh, you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, it is interesting, like, to think when we're older, it's like, uh, you know, I was like, Grandpa, you used to, like, make TikToks with, like, some kid with a, some guy with a perm, it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, that's going to be crazy thing about, like, are we going to continue the cycles of, like, you know, like, abuse, failure, like, failure, yeah, like maybe. pass but, it on to the next generation, it's hard to say, like, probably, you know, why not? Right. But yeah, it's interesting to look back on it, and that's, that is, like, a thing that we talk about, too, just, like, like you could die tomorrow because like somebody throws a rock over an overpass and like hits you driving and you crash and die. It's like, <laughs> you don't know how it's going to end is my point to that. But like, you might as well do something you at least enjoy. And then like, when you die, like you can at least be like, damn, you know, at least I like enjoyed what I did instead of like, you know, work for 40 years at a corporate office to raise these like grandkids that are on Mars, like making fun of me. <laughs> like what the, what the hell is that? Right. And speaking of that, what uh, what is your guys's future on Mars? Oh, hmm. great question. <sighs> like, what would we be doing if we were on Mars right now uh, or in the future? Or just in the future. OK, even, uh, even right I now. Think, yeah, I think our future, at least like how I see our future on Mars is um, just having a, the first Martian television show, comedy show, sketch comedy, and mm. Uh, mm. you know, people from all over the universe just tune in and watch two human comedians, uh, you know, doing their thing. I, I, going off that, a reality show like Big Brother, but like for the Mars people. So we just live stream it like twenty four seven Truman Show style back to Earth. People can tune in and like, oh, like. The Martians are like, you know, doing this or whatever, you know, and it's like this drama. I mean, that would be a great show because I would show? watch that. I, I think I'd like to produce it. Okay. So you'd be a producer on Mars. Uh, producing the show, so sending it back to Earth. Producer of trash reality TV show for inner. For Mars. Yeah. For Martians. You, you would have to watch that though. Cause you're like, well, I got to see like, what's up with like, you know, those, those Martian women, like you never know what they could be up to. <laughs> It's reality That's TV. You like don't ever know what they before. could be up to. That's so beautifully put, Tyler. Like, seriously. Like, Dude, the kids listening, just beautiful. All I can say, one word, inspirate. Inspir inspiring. Inspir inspiration. Inspiration. <laughs> uh, I, I think we just talked, like, maybe five minutes ago about not making the same mistake twice. Uh, this might be a good example. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Same mistake, Tyler thinking again? Was that yeah, a mistake? Yeah. Trying exactly. to quickly think of an answer. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo I, loved, I love it, though. I think just the, the reality TV show is going to hit. And uh, showing Mar the reality of Mars uh, could be bleak. You know, there could be death involved. And I think uh, Andrew and I alluded to this on our last podcast when we were talking about Mars. This is a new 
uh, this is a new question we ask on our podcast now. We've completely pivoted to uh, this as a staple question of our podcast. Uh, phenomenal answers, fellas. Cool. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Both equally well thought out <laughs> answers, I'm sure. For sure, well thought out. I mean, the coolest part is all four of us are on that first show to Mars because we all got shit to do. You know, we got we got to get this stuff done. Uh, it's in our future. We have families uh, to feed here. <laughs> we have families to feed, man. We have legacies to leave. Um, and that makes me ask this next question. Uh, we thrive on um, bouncing off the next guest. We dig down the rabbit holes of like, uh, Lisa Evanson, for example, she's, but she was on, she's been on the show twice, I believe. Um, and she's helped us get a handful of other guests. Uh, I'm curious from your guys and from your guys and being in the industry for 10 years, um, who do you think we should have on that, uh, on the podcast or even take this a step further? Is there someone out there that is looking to have their own podcast? Um, that is in the creative world that you guys are like, ah, that those fuckers could use a podcast, but they, they definitely don't have the bandwidth to do it. Um, insert us. Yeah. Uh, I think one person for sure, uh, Kellen Witchin would be an interesting person to interview. He's a, uh, like local DP who cinematographer, cinematographer. Yes. Thank you. Uh, he's doing really great things, super talented, working on like some big projects. Uh, he's currently shooting like a, a small indie feature in Hopkins. He's worked on some bigger projects. Uh, very, very interesting guy. Went to St. John's. He was going to go pre-med, yeah. pre-med, decided he didn't want to do that, uh, decided to do, you know, be part of the creative process. Uh, I think he would have some great like stories and insights for you guys. Um, who else? I think um, there's this guy, a, a director I worked for once named Michael Campa. And he's like, I don't know, early thirties. He's a younger guy, but he's directed some movies. And um, he might he might be interesting to, to pick his brain and see like, you know, how do you get um, that first like director role on a movie? Because I actually asked him for like a beer one time at a brewery and, and asked him that question. I was like, like, what's the process of that? that's more of like a filmmaking, like film specific thing, but um, I'm scrolling through my Instagram, but that, that's like the first guy I could think of. And, and Kellen would be good too. Yeah, he's a great DP. Um, he also is really good at cinematography on top of being great at, at DPing. Uh, so. <laughs> dual threat, of course. Yeah, dual threat for sure. Uh, another person uh, who could be interesting is uh, my boss actually at my agency, Grant Smith. Uh, uh, he worked, I think, about 20 years from McCann in New York. He's like based, and uh, he has just like a ton of like cool, like fun stories of like Mad Men type craziness, and also just a very creative, very insightful person uh, who's worked on some huge, huge uh, projects that uh, you've, you've for sure have seen. Um, I won't go into what they are, but they're like nationally ran commercials that uh, have won a ton of awards. So he's like, terms of like a creative thinker in Minneapolis, he's probably like on top of the list of like creative people that we have in our city. That is awesome. And then I'll do, I'll do one last one before. Um, and almost one. And almost one. Times. But he's a, uh, He's he would be a really interesting yeah. guy actually. He's like uh, 
I think what they're doing with that festival is like genius and they're making, they were making money with it um, before, before COVID. COVID. I'm not sure the situation now, but they were set, they're starting to sell out um, the, one of these theaters and, you know, 10 bucks a ticket, like 300 seats, something like that. They're, they they're making some money and he's, he's a really interesting um, eccentric kind of guy and really like a genuine guy too. That is awesome. Yeah. I mean, challenge accepted across the board. That is, I mean, that's what we need to be doing um, here. Like the back pocket is, uh, tapping into as many creative energies as possible. Um, I know how you mentioned earlier, Tyler, like this city is, there's some dryness to it, right? It's redundant. It's their thoroughbred fortune 500, co uh, companies in this city. Like that's their mainstay, the general mills, the targets of the world, the three M's like, that's why the city is here. Um, but there's some cool shit that's going on underground that we need to continue to bring light to. Um, and that's our goal. Continue to hype up that those type of people because, the energy's there. It's just not seen all the time. Yeah. If that's what you want, then of those ones I suggested, Terry is the guy for that. He's very underground. And it's like, it feels like he's at like the head of like an artistic movement. That's what it feels like to me. And like, I've never like experienced, I don't know what that is supposed to feel like, but it's like, oh, this guy is like, this, this is like almost like a movement of some sort, in my opinion. Perfect. Dude, uh, challenge accepted. Consider Terry on the podcast. <laughs> Dude, I love that. And, and anybody named Terry nowadays, I mean, God, that is fun. Like, I love that there's, like, viral videos that define people's names. Terry is a billion percent one of those. <laughs> yeah, Terry is uh, definitely one of the most interesting people I've ever seen and met. So yeah, cool. that'd be, you'd be good for sure. That's exciting. Cool, cool. Uh, all right, so final question. Um, you guys have been phenomenal guests uh, on the back pocket here. The interns, I love that you guys picked up that our listeners are called interns, marketing interns. Uh, they listen, they spread their, they spread the word of uh, the word, the good word of average, uh, just by word of mouth, and therefore they're working for us in the marketing department. Man, uh, yeah. This, Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say. I think I'm... He's frozen. All sorts oh. of black. Am I oh, am man. I frozen or am I here, dude? Sometimes I just freeze just to, just to curb check myself. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, uh, last question is uh, basically from the time you guys woke up today to the time we're recording now, uh, which is roughly 8 o'clock, your guys' time, tough. That just sucks ass. But um, anyways, what have you guys learned today? I'll, I'll, I'll go first here, uh, even though these moments have been beautiful with Tyler going first. Uh, I learned Tyler is terrible at thinking on his feet i always kind of you know thought of him as a quick thinker and quick-witted but after seeing his performance on today's podcast i kind of have a whole different perspective on it i actually think he might be really dangerous to ask a question quickly like some people's feelings could get hurt some kids could get hurt uh they might hear some things you're not supposed to hear so i learned something new about somebody i've known since fourth grade which doesn't happen every day so truly honored to be a part of this experience yeah you don't want to know what's going on up in here no it's like a hurricane <laughs> um, the thing I learned today is that uh, Machine Gun Kelly tickets are really expensive. Wow, mm. dropping knowledge. Yep. How how expensive are we talking? Is he, is he, in, is he in town? Yeah, he is tonight. Um, hundreds of dollars. I way more than I was expecting. Mm. But so he's popular. Expensive is you know twenty thirty bucks. Yeah, yeah twenty thirty <laughs> bucks. It's like geez, I can't afford this. Like five bucks general admission. Come on, yeah, who can on. afford that? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I live in St. Paul for crying out loud, you know? <laughs>
Oh, dude, you guys have been an absolute blast. Um, and I actually do. I, I was just thinking about this, about Tyler not being good at thinking on his feet. Like, really excited to listen back to this and maybe just create a little compilation of all his, of, of all the times he answered first and just seeing uh, kind of the review. Maybe we do a little bit of film study. Uh, so oh my God. <laughs> yes. I will, I will send you that. <laughs> I will make sure I get that in your inbox here uh, when we release this podcast, which will be. Um, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, you have some serious viral potential in those answers. Uh, those should set the internet on fire for sure. So and that's what Tyler's good at. He's good at memorable, memorable, you know, nine 11 is memorable, but you know, <laughs> doesn't mean it's good. It's just memorable. Yeah. Is, are you comparing that to your answers? Just saying never forget, you know, yeah. it's like, right. that's like built in. almost like building. You're almost like building seven. It's yeah, like, exactly. you weren't even like, nobody even was really like, prompting you to go on those tangents you just, just kind of collapse no plane own. hit me what's yeah. going on what's hey going don't on? don't look into don't that don't look yeah. into those yeah. yeah and and there are conspiracy theorists out there that jet fuel does melt the steel beams and uh we're still wondering what's going on in tyler's head uh wh- right, right. speaking of like where were you going to go with the mao zedong take i still want to circle back on this well we were talking about uh what we were talking about um people who commit or what, what what are we talking about i can't remember Damn. what sparked that okay who is the guy that you're talking about mao zedong um communist what? leader of, of the people. 60s to what 70s china yes um as the listeners know as the listeners know <laughs> and um killed about 45 million chinese people um in mm. about five years I think you're. I think the maybe it was do what you love because you never know when a communist leader will take over the country and kill 45 million people. Yes. Bingo! Thank you, Mike. See, there this is, is why I got baby. Mike in my back pocket. Why we work well together? Yeah, he's in the oh, back dude. pocket to help focus some of the, the yeah. ideas. Yeah, that maybe is an average quality for you. You're not the best focuser. You you do. You're kind of all over the place. Focus I'm a bad, bad focuser. That's yeah. the thing. It's like on Madden when you have the attributes, there is nothing in the middle. It's cranked or just not there yeah, you know back to the cranking but yeah, yeah I think, cranking i think yeah i think focusing tyler i think sometimes he can be a little bit all over the place i think sometimes he's high and i'm low and we try to meet in the middle which is sometimes reality and i think you know tyler will be thinking of these crazy ideas like verified where he's putting poster you know he's like running ads all over the city for no reason and you know i'm just uh i'm usually in awe honestly i'm usually like mouth agape just like frozen like oh my god like this is the guy i met in the sandbox like uh, yeah unbelievable yeah two kids in the sandbox you know what i'm saying <laughs> two kids in the sandbox, two kids in the sandbox. sandbox. yeah we're just dominating the sandbox yeah we still go back to that sandbox too to make friends but the kids are like really mean to us now that we're so much older than them but <laughs> yeah, guess who can beat up who um yeah, we can put a whooping on those kids now. <laughs> you guys have come. Tyler made that. You you guys have you guys have come a long way to to say the least. Still getting bullied in the sandbox, but nonetheless, yeah, nonetheless, you guys can whoop that ass now, and I think that's what the listeners and the interns should be taking away. <laughs> if you would have told our parents that we'd be two semi-functional adults at the ripe young age of twenty-eight, I don't think they would have believed you. <laughs> they said those guys would probably just like living together making little videos with no jobs we got jobs for now until we get fired <laughs> so we're doing we're doing all right exactly man well hey i gotta say uh you guys have been an absolute thrill to have on the show uh podcast is going viral uh that's obvious at this point um and uh hope to like create with you guys soon honestly like i'd love to meet you guys in person at some point obviously when i'm back in town but um that was sick man 
Yeah, yeah. We should get you guys in a, a guest feature in a, in a sketch when you're both around. Yes. Yes. Down. Yeah, that would be fun. That'd be fun. 100%. Four, four white guys come up with some great <laughs> creativity and some creative energy. <laughs> exactly. The different perspectives we'll be able to pull. <laughs> Just perplexing. Right, sure. God, we're going to be pulling oh, yeah. people at all angles. But uh, yeah, no, thank yeah. you guys for coming on. Maybe Appreciate it. About, you know, Yes, yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it, guys. It's a wrap. Seeing double. Tell the whole squad out the back door, man, I think it's time to huddle. Yeah. We're in trouble. Wrote a pop song, tried to pop off, but I think we popped the bubble. And we run around, but now I know we're tired of the nonsense.